0: romantic comedy christmas
1: i think so because they're like mindless and i feel like by the time we get to the holidays time of the year i'm just like so burnt out from work that all i want to do is just like sit around and drink wine and watch crappy movies that don't require brain function (laughs) i like
0: that you call them crappy (laughs) i think we need to get back to what christmas movies used to be puppies ghosts beating up capitalists (laughs) that's what christmas means to me none of ghosts in christmas movies these days used to be a real ghosty time like in all the christmas songs which one is it that talks about telling ghost stories
1: which one
0: there's a christmas song that involves telling ghost stories and people are like why would you tell ghost stories and i would say that's what people used to do at christmas isn't it in the christmas song like the Nat King Cole and, and others. Like and chestnuts still... roasting
1: on an open fire? Yeah. And oh.
0: We'll tell scary ghost stories and blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
0: So it used to be like a tradition and it carried on in Europe. And but tales I
1: think... of before and Christmases long, long, long ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're right. You're so right. I <laughs> did not realize that that is what we were talking about.
0: Yeah. There's uh that used to be a tradition is telling ghost stories at Christmas. It was a spooky time. I've. But then sung
1: that song in public, did not connect the fact that I was talking about like spooky ghost stories.
0: But it says literally scary. I ghost know. Stories. So I think we need more scary ghost stories for Christmas. True, because that's the true meaning of Christmas. I know you love to do the intros at christmas time so take it away
1: ho 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 (laughs) welcome back to a very festive wonderful time of the year and an episode of our podcast i love this you should too which is a member of the alberta podcast network which is locally grown and community supported and we are extra festive right now right indy
0: we're so festive because, you know, that war on Christmas, mm-hmm. we're losing because it's not even December yet. And we're <laughs> doing a Christmas episode.
1: Yay!
0: I I am part of the war on Christmas, but this is all I want. I think there can just be concessions made on each mm-hmm. side. I don't think you need to eliminate Christmas. Nobody ever is thinking that for all of you who no. think there's a war on Christmas. I just think you should wait until December. Okay. I think that's fair. That's a fair concession that I think all sides could agree to.
1: Well, it is November 29th when this comes out. So I think that's pretty much Christmas. Uh,
0: Pretty much isn't quite going there, but it is within a month before Christmas. So I'm going to let it slide.
1: Okay. Because I'm going- From the
0: 25th to the first. It's like gray area.
1: I'm going full Christmas sweater on the 25th.
0: Oh, yes, I know. (laughs)
1: Indy does his best all of like october and november to stop me from sliding into christmas because my thing is i
0: if i peak too early i've done it before i get like all christmased out by december 3rd and then where do i go from there
1: down yeah and then nobody likes that and christmas isn't
0: special if it's three months long
1: that's very true um, I agree with you, and I know that you have my best interests in mind, mm-hmm. but I just love Christmas, and I just can't help it.
0: I do too, but I love one month of it.
1: So we're recording this on November 21st so we're like close to Christmas so I'm starting to get excited but I'm I'm
0: you're starting to get excited you are uh just finished trying on Christmas dresses (laughs) you're wearing a Christmas onesie and you're wearing a headband that says well actually to me it says oh oh oh
1: (laughs) is it backwards yeah but I think
0: you were going for ho ho ho
1: yes it is a ho 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 uh headband that I bought because all of my Christmas parties were on Zoom last year so I bought it to be festive in the Zoom lens.
0: And in our Christmas box, we found something we didn't think we'd use again, but we have all of our Christmas masks. Oh, yeah. And we put them away saying like, well, we won't need these next year, but we might as well keep we'll them. We'll
1: save them just in case. But... And now I'm
0: thinking maybe we'll need them next year too.
1: Ugh, I'm trying not to think that far in advance. Just
0: get your fucking vaccinations, people.
1: Ugh, I'm getting my third one in like, a month like let's all just get, get get all you can get six get as many as you can <laughs>
0: no wait that's bad advice don't get,
1: <laughs> get yeah, you
0: recommend recommended. get now. them
1: when you are able because i want to go out and see people and i want to have fun not just in my house not that indie isn't fun but i would nah. like us to like go out and do things together
0: Well, let's give a shout out to our first sponsor of the evening, and that is Rumi and their Ask a Home Inspector service. Because if you have cold drafts or flickering lights, or you're just wondering where that leak is coming from... Really, if you ever wondered what's really going on in your home, Rumi's Ask a Home Inspector service is here to help you. You can connect with certified professional home inspectors by phone or even just through a video call and get all your questions answered, and Rumi will let you know what's easily fixable with a little DIY or if you might need to call in some professional help. And every time we talk about the sponsor, we say that we like them because we in fact have used them and will be using them again. And if you want to find out more, you can visit Roomy.ca. that's R-U-M-I dot and book your Ask a Home Inspector appointment
1: today. And we had such a great home inspector for our new home, and he has offered his services through Rumi to us as long as we are in our house.
0: Yeah, and he had a good beard. Well, I think we are ready to get into it. How's this episode going to work, Samantha?
1: Well, it is a pre-episode, so Indy is going to tell us what he is very, very into this week. And of course, because it is the jolliest season of the year, Indy will be telling us his Christmas thing of the week, and I will be sharing a spoiler-free Christmas thing of the week, and then Indy will be telling us what Christmas-related movie we will be watching to talk about next week. So Indy... What are you so into that is so jolly?
0: Well, I'm I'm not going jolly. Oh. But I am going classic Christmas.
1: So not jolly. No. So scary.
0: No. Melancholic. Oh, okay. I guess jolly in a way. <laughs> uh, but my pick is a Charlie Brown Christmas.
1: Oh, I love Charlie Brown.
0: I did mention this on an episode, I guess, two years ago. But at the time, we were doing like, Six Christmas picks. So we just kind of went over things quickly. Yeah. But uh, Charlie Brown Christmas is fantastic. And if you haven't watched it recently or at all, watch it. It holds up. So it came out in 1965 when there wasn't as much competition for Christmas specials, but it mm-hmm. definitely was a thing. And it's quickly became a staple and is very watchable every year. Oh,
1: it's a Christmas classic.
0: And I like it because it's more introspective than funny. Mm -hmm. Like nobody gets any toys. Santa doesn't make an appearance. There's no wild adventure in it at all. And the spirit of Christmas that this movie talks about is way more philosophical than it is celebratory. And for all sorts of people who are out there and not really feeling the holiday season like many people are... Charlie Brown is there to remind you that you're not alone. And it is perfectly fine to not quite get Christmas and to be really sad at this time. And that is something that I think peaked in this movie because they don't get many movies talking about that sort of thing Mm -hmm. nearly as much anymore. And we do spoiler free things of the week. But Charlie Brown Christmas, I feel like everyone knows.
1: I feel like if it came out in the 60s, you should have seen it by now.
0: And I'm going to spoil the whole plot in like three sentences, but that's not what it's about anyways. So here's the entire plot. Um, Charlie Brown is a boy and he's very sad. And so then Lucy says, hey, why don't you direct a Christmas pageant? Because you should be a part of things, which is actually very good advice. Lucy not known for her great psychiatric advice, but in this case, very good. And so he goes like, okay, I'll direct the play. I'm going to buy this tree as part of the play. And then everyone's like, hey, this tree is a piece of shit. You're bad and you should feel bad. And then he does. He feels even worse. But then they're like, oh, you know what? Let's give him a break. It's Christmas. Let's dress up this tree and make it look nice. And then it looks nice. And they're like, hey, Charlie Brown, look, this tree's not so bad. You're not so bad. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not so bad.
1: The end. What a great message. So happy. I'm not sad about that at all.
0: I love that this is a movie that starts off with, like, a depressed nine-year-old boy.
1: Yeah. I don't know
0: how old Charlie Brown actually is. But they broke so many rules that were like, a part of holiday specials, even mm-hmm. in the 60s. Like, it didn't use a laugh track, which I yeah. love because that was very common at the time. I really,
1: I I honestly can't watch movies with laugh tracks anymore. Or,
0: like, TV. I, I don't think there's a single show that I like. yeah. It has a laugh track.
1: Exactly. I Like, I can't... Probably
0: not since, like, the year 2000. I find
1: it so hard to focus on things that have laugh tracks. Like, uh,
0: I'll laugh when I'm goddamn well ready to I will to laugh.
1: laugh when I want to
0: laugh. Yeah. Thank don't you. Don't tell me when to laugh. Thank you. It's like if you watch any of those laugh track shows. I love watching, like, uh, Big Bang Theory without the laugh track. And it's just silence. And then someone says, like, oh, good idea. And then silence. <laughs> because there's no actual jokes in it it's just the left right no
1: it's like telling you how to feel when to feel it anyways back to want this to talk good about movie
0: it. Uh, they also used actual children's voices and i love it the voices what's... are
1: so good they're
0: so cute what's there's... charlie brown's little sister's name S-Sally? sally sally Sally's voice she is so good and because she was such a little kid they didn't even give her lines because like she couldn't read the lines Mm -hmm. and they didn't even do like a repeat after me they had to do a repeat after me word by word or syllable by syllable and then piece it together and that's why that one line, which is hilarious, is when she says, like, I just want my fair share.
1: All I want is what I ha- have coming to me. All I want is my fair share.
0: It's, like, such a great delivery because it is a child trying to say this hilarious yeah, line.
1: Yeah, and there's no, like, adult trying to, like, spin it to make it funny. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a kid being it's a kid. It's just a kid trying to say an adult phrase. And that's my favorite.
0: And then the score, which I think is... Maybe just as famous as the movie itself.
1: I have very fond memories of working at a store that I worked at for four years, and we listened to Charlie Van Christmas pretty much straight through November, December. And it was, it's so iconic that when it starts playing anywhere that I am, I can instantly smell the store. I have this like very strong memory of what the store smells like, and it's like so comforting. I love it.
0: And if you're not familiar, it's done by the Vince. I think it's pronounced Gualdi.
1: Gualdi, I thought. The yeah. Vince Gualdi
0: Trio. It's a jazz score, and it's just fantastic i think if you're having like a fancy dinner party you put it on it works there yeah it works in whatever store you're working at it's it's versatile and it's very good but also a very strange choice for a children's christmas special yeah to go that low-key and jazzy but they did and when this came out it finished post-production just a week before it was set to air mm-hmm. and all the executives are like oh shit this is garbage this is gonna be the worst we're gonna lose all of our money it's It was so also good. sponsored by coke <laughs> really so it had a lot of coke logos the first time but that's since been taken off because oh, it's that's funny because it's a very anti-consumerist movie it is show.
1: it's like very non-presence and more like human interaction
0: and uh, very appropriately for today's day and age it has since been purchased by apple (laughs) and they there's it's always on tv every year and Mm -hmm. then last year for the first time they said no you can't just watch it on tv you have to subscribe to apple tv if you want to see this and there was such a backlash that they did put it on tv and all of the commercials were just apple commercials during Mm -hmm. it Oh, there's the classic Samantha sing "Mm -hmm," into a cup. Getting
1: there. (laughs) No, I have Apple TV.
0: You have Apple TV? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm behind in my Ted Lasso. I can watch it on there. (laughs) Also, mini pick of the week. Ted Lasso. Very good. I'll discuss it at some point in the future. But yeah, it was uh, thought to be a a failure. And then, of course, it was amazing and people loved it. And it was very introspective and quiet and melancholic and anti-consumerist, which, well, I guess I'm not quiet, but I think those other parts (laughs) describe me as well. I talk way too much. But uh, here is a main character who acknowledges the sadness beneath the holiday season, like Uh all of the loneliness that goes with it. Yeah. And I think that's pretty fantastic. But it also has lots of very funny bits. If you have one in mind, feel free to jump in. <laughs> I love when, is it Schroeder who plays the piano? Schroeder's playing and then um, Lucy keeps saying, no, not Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells. And it just gets, he gets more and more annoyed as yeah. he plays it more and, and more And then simply. he plays
1: it like so staccato, like, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that one. <laughs>
0: I love that Snoopy plays all of the animals and he does all their sounds and then he does that penguin impression. So good. And then you get like when Snoopy is sad and he makes that noise. That's kinda like Lucille Ball.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? I it was pretty close. It was pretty good. yeah. Yeah.
0: I love the terribly mean things that the kids say to Charlie Brown. Like when he comes in, someone, the first thing they do when they see him goes, boy, are you stupid, Charlie Brown. (laughs) Do something right for once, Charlie Brown.
1: Yeah, they're like really rough on Charlie Brown.
0: (laughs) And he has this line that is so funny and so sad. He says, I know nobody likes me. Why do we have to have a holiday to emphasize it? Yeah. And that's brilliant. I love how insightful Lou, Lucy actually was when she gives him the advice of like, you need to be involved in things. That's how you can get your Christmas spirit. And that's (laughs) great advice. That's very good.
1: I love it. That's such a fun way to put it.
0: And I like that, like many Christmas things, of course, it's religious, but this was like overtly religious more than most things. But it's in such a good way because it's actually taking the spirit of the religion because Mm -hmm. that is, I guess, I could get into a big thing, but very lost, I find, um, because, you know, Jesus was a Middle Eastern hippie and would be a total socialist, but that's just me reading the actual Bible. But they don't have, like, an angel that comes and intervenes or, Mm -hmm. like, nobody shows Charlie Brown the way. He just, like, listens to the words and they resonate with him, which is... The best way you could talk about religion, I think. And I love that just uh, Charlie Brown lives in our world. He's not in some fantasy world. This is a cartoon that takes place in the world we live in. And I think it's brilliant because of that.
1: I love all the things that you mentioned from there. And I don't know that I have anything to add to that. Because it's just such a wonderful movie to watch. And it's got such like nostalgic feelings for me. Because I've been watching it since I was a child.
0: Yeah. So if you're looking for a movie... That uh, does away with all merriment and frivolity and a lot of the tropes we see in many Christmas movies. And you wanted to see something about a, a sad boy who demands to know the answer of the meaning of Christmas and then actually gets the perfect answer. Then you should watch A Charlie Brown Christmas.
1: Everyone should watch A Charlie Brown Christmas at least once. Which
0: is apparently only available on Apple TV, but I still think PBS is going to do showings of it. And you know what? Go to your library. We have it. Or they have it.
1: Oh, that made me feel so Christmassy. And now I feel like my pick isn't Christmassy enough.
0: Well, what is your pick of the week?
1: So, for those of you who have listened since last Christmas, uh, I talked about the Netflix holiday movie universe and the Princess Switch. Right. And so, I think I talked about the first Princess Switch movie, but there are three
0: that's a lot of switching. Can I guess what their titles are? Yes. So the first one is just called The Princess Switch?
1: No, it's just called The Princess Switch.
0: Okay, then the next one is Princess Switch 2, Switched Again?
1: Yes. Is it actually? Yes.
0: <laughs> I was either going to guess that or Double Switch. Oh. Um, and then it's Princess Switch 3, Here We Go Again. No. no. Electric Boogaloo. No. What's the princess's name? Princess There's Alex takes Manhattan. Stacy. Stacy takes Manhattan. No. Okay, I
1: don't know. Uh, so it is Princess Switch, Princess Switch 2 switched again, and Princess Switch 3 romancing the star.
0: Oh, that one doesn't sound they that good. They went really
1: off track with that, and I don't actually really like that, but I watched it last night, and it's kind of a fun series. So Princess Switch, the First movie came out in 2018. The sequel was released in 2020. And this year's version was released on November 18th. And um, it's shot in Romania. Oh, which it's is,
0: cheap to shoot there. Yeah.
1: yeah. So it was shot at the Caroli Castle in Romania. I'm sure I'm butchering that. But it it's a beautiful castle. I really enjoy seeing some of the outside shots of it. And it stars Vanessa Hudgens and Sam Palladino. I don't know if you know.
0: That name sounds familiar. Was he ever on Gilmore Girls? He
1: was on Nashville.
0: Okay, then no. Oh, I was thinking of Amy Sherman Palladino. Of yeah.
1: Course. No, I've never. Different. I don't know. Sam Palladino is British. Uh, but he uh, plays the prince. And um, so basically this movie st- like starts with... Stacy, who is a baker, and she They're always bakers. <laughs> I know they are. Uh and her and her friend Kevin who own a bakery together fly to Is Kevin gay? No. Oh, that's surprising. So they fly to Belgravia, the Kingdom of Belgravia to compete in this baking competition. As
0: you do. Yeah.
1: Um and Stacy and Kevin might have a thing, but they might not. Um and Lady Margaret of Montenero, the Duchess of Montane- Montenero. she is supposed to marry Prince Edward of Belgravia and so she is there and she's supposed to be doing a whole bunch of stuff with this baking competition and then Stacy and Lady Margaret who is the Duchess uh meet and they have that classic you look like me you look like oh, me yeah, moment yeah. and it's super fun and they um Never actually really, like, go into why they look alike, their lineage, but... Uh, See, I would
0: ask questions, but then they switch, and then they both love the other person's partner yes. more, and then they fall in love, and so good. So,
1: Stacey the Baker ends up marrying Prince Edward. And May beca- I ask
0: a question quickly, though? Yes. Are you going to describe these three movies? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> no. This is the end of the first two movies, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh Stacy marries Edward, Prince Edward, and becomes the princess of Belgravia and Margaret becomes the Queen of Montenero and marries Kevin and becomes stepmother to Kevin's daughter. Cool. Yeah. Uh, in the second movie, you meet Lady Fiona Pembroke, who is Margaret's cousin, who looks exactly like them. So Vanessa Hudgens plays three completely different characters in this movie.
0: Oh, she's like a modern day Martin Lawrence. Sure. Eddie Murphy.
1: Okay. <laughs> and uh, they go on hijinks throughout these three movies. And in the third movie... um. Fiona has her, like, redemption story, so it's very fun, and it's a fun little mindless holiday movie that you can kind of get into and um, enjoy, and they're available on Netflix now.
0: Okay, so you told us the plot, but what do you like about these movies? What's good about them?
1: Um, I really like Vanessa Hudgens. I think she's actually very talented, and she does some really fun voices and accents and um i enjoy the way that the story flows because there's always something that happens that they have to solve and usually it involves switching characters or like switching places in each movie so that's that's fun to watch and i really enjoy that kind of um movie where there's like deception and mystery and that kind of thing so this is kind of a fun christmassy movie that involves things deceit that Deceit and mystery. Yeah, deceit and mystery. Oh,
0: these didn't seem like the most deceptive, mysterious movies. Good to know.
1: Yeah. Um, it does uh, kind of mirror some fun, um, like, previous movies where people switch places, like The Parent Trap, which I really enjoy as a movie. So I think uh, if you enjoy The Parent Trap and you like... Fun movies set in castles at Christmas time, then you'll like this movie.
0: And that is absolutely a genre now. Oh,
1: it's a hundred percent a genre.
0: Christmas movies and castles is there's probably like forty of those on our TV between the few services we have. Oh
1: yeah, for sure. There's probably a hundred. Um but yeah, so that's my Christmassy pick for the week. Um is the Princess Switch trilogy.
0: And will the Princess Switch trilogy Remain as classic as a Charlie Brown Christmas for years to come. Probably we may only not. find out in the future. <laughs> Who's
1: to say? Who's to say?
0: Maybe in sixty years, people will be like, will be talking about it, going like, nothing talks about the deceit involved in switching places with someone who looks like you anymore. That's the true meaning of Christmas. We need to get back to that. True. That'll be my grandchild talking on their podcast. <laughs>
1: What will it be? It'll be like Braincast or something.
0: (laughs) Right into your brain. Right
1: into your brain. You won't even need headphones anymore. So, our second sponsor of the week is the Alberta Podcast Network, which we are proud members of. And uh, our favorite podcast this week is Emily Missed Out, which is a podcast quite similar to ours. Um, Emily and Brianne watch classic pop culture-filled movie gems that up until now, Emily has never seen. And... Brian wants to catch Emily up on movies, references, and things that she's missed, but Emily doesn't always think that it was worth watching. So you can find their podcast at emilymissedout.com, or you can find more information on it on albertapodcastnetwork.com.
0: Well, that sounds remarkably familiar.
1: <laughs> it's very
0: similar to what we do. So if you like this, there's a good chance you'll like that as well.
1: Exactly. So Indy, we've come to the part of the show where we find out what we're going to watch this week and what we're going to talk about next week.
0: So like I said at the top of the show, I want to bring things back. I don't, I'm i not going to have any switches, any princesses at all. Let's go Wait, back to no it. princesses? No princesses. What? Oh, maybe one.
1: I don't... I'm busy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if you can guess the movie because okay. it is something you know. Is it? It's a movie that involves... Ghosts. It's a movie that involves socialism. Mm -hmm. It was written in 1843 and it was released in 1992. It stars a classically trained stage actor and, and film star as well, but a real, like one of those classic guys. And it has an amazingly versatile cast. Like the supporting actors have huge range and they demonstrate the range in this movie and in their other works so the lead is one michael Caine.
1: (laughs) i know what we're watching
0: (laughs) the supporting cast includes such notable stars really yeah oh yeah yeah kermit the frog (laughs) Fozzie bear yeah gonzo yeah rizzo the rat Uh
1: uh-huh miss piggy oh
0: And many others. Ooh. So we are watching The Muppet Christmas Carol.
1: I knew as soon as you said Michael Caine, but I'm excited about this. I feel like I've only seen this in like bits and pieces.
0: Yeah. So I was trying to find something that you hadn't seen, which is hard around Christmas movies if I don't want to go foreign or horror. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing a lot of foreign and horror recently. So I thought I'd give you a break. And go with that you'd
1: lighten up for the holidays. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and go with something that I truly believe is actually a very good movie. And I think when we do the full episode, I'm going to make the argument that this is in fact the best adaptation of A Christmas Carol. Hmm. Have you ever read the book?
1: Um, I have not, but I've seen multiple versions of the christmas carol like live and but then you i've seen also the best one. seen the christmas guy car- like the movie
0: but not the not the best one the muppets yeah the muppets is the best one
1: apparently i haven't seen it
0: okay <laughs> I, I i read the book and i i'll read it almost annually it's it's a really short read oh okay and i like dickens So I might read it again in the next week before we watch and talk about this. But I really believe it is a very good adaptation. I believe the performances are great. And yes, I'm including puppets. But also Michael Caine plays it like he was on stage in London. He doesn't like ham it up because he's playing with puppets. He goes for it and... Michael Caine, I think, is just incredibly talented.
1: Oh, Michael Caine is so talented. And if
0: you say, um, my cocaine quickly, you sound like him saying his own name in his accent.
1: Quickly? You just say it quickly? Okay. My cocaine.
0: My cocaine. <laughs> oh. So you're very familiar with the story.
1: Yes. How
0: much of a Muppet fan are you?
1: I would say I'm like 65% of a Muppet fan. Okay.
0: I wasn't a huge Muppet fan as a child. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten older, I've realized how brilliant it is. And I've, in the last little while, probably the last five years, I've gone through and watched all of, I think, every piece of uh, Muppet media Mm -hmm. out there. And I hadn't even seen Muppet Christmas Carol until probably about six Six years ago so it's not something i grew up with oh interesting! and then i watched it and it's pretty fantastic i think the muppets <laughs> of course uh the comedy is what they're known for yeah and their comedy overlaps with what i think is funny pretty often and you'd think that it's like, puppets is going to be very broad but it's not i don't think there is that like oh people fall down that's funny <laughs> but uh muppet comedy i think is a lot of sharper and more clever than a lot of people give it credit for and then they also take the the heart of the story and let it shine so it is quite true to uh, a christmas carol in fact it probably has more uh, dickensian language than most versions because charles dickens is kind of in it right they have a gonzo plays charles dickens narrating
1: you're ruining it for me
0: Is that ruining it? But then we can get into the metaphysical uh, (laughs) talk about who is he and on what plane does he exist? Because sometimes he's seen, sometimes not. But Um, maybe he himself is a ghost like those other ghosts. But we'll get into all of this. Next week? Next week. (laughs) And if you're looking to watch The Muppet Christmas Carol, you can find it probably in just about every library. Oh, it
1: gets everywhere, I feel like.
0: And it is on Disney Plus as well. I have the DVD, but I might want to watch it on Disney Plus because there is a song that was cut and I'm not sure if it's been restored on Disney Plus. So I think we should watch it on there and see if we can find this extra song. a
1: deleted song.
0: Because the reason the song was cut was because they felt the complexities of emotion that were portrayed in the song might Mm -hmm. go over the heads of children. Isn't that a fun reason to cut a song because it's too emotionally complex?
1: Wow, is it too emotionally complex for me?
0: It might be. Who oh, knows?
1: Well, I guess we'll see.
0: Well, let's watch a little trailer for it. Coming soon
1: on video cassette. Walt Disney Pictures presents a Jim Henson production of a classic Christmas tale. Ah, I'm back. He's the world's greediest man. It's Ebenezer Scrooge. Until the magical night he meets someone extraordinary.
0: Hello.
1: The Muppet Christmas Carol. I'll
0: drink to Mr. Scrooge, even though he is stingy and badly dressed. Humbug. There goes Mr. Humbug. There goes Mr. Grim. Do you think it's safe for us to be up here? Ah! If they gave a prize for being me. the winner would be him.
1: Yes, Mr. Cratchit.
0: If you please, Mr. Scrooge, the bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel
1: full of coal for the fire. Where is assets for. How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly
0: unemployed? This is my island in the sun,
1: It's Charles Dickens' classic tale. As only the Muppets can tell it. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. Stuffed with holiday warmth and cheer.
0: Just a season to be jolly and joyous.
1: This is the movie to see, to share, to cherish with someone you love.
0: Thank you for making me a part of this.
1: Coming to videocassette this fall, it's the Muppet Christmas Carol. God bless us, everyone, whatever. Well, that's fun. Excited? I'm excited. I think this will be a fun one to watch. I think it'll be an easy watch.
0: Yeah, that's true. That trailer was so 90s though, huh?
1: It's so 90s. It seems like it's from 40 years ago.
0: Well, it's from like 30 years ago. <laughs> oh my
1: God. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Um, it seemed like it's going to be funny and fun.
0: Yeah. I think the trailer was a little more broad than my favorite parts of it, but mm-hmm. it's all in there. So check it out for next week on Disney Plus or wherever you can get access to it. hmm And we'll meet you back here for another super Christmassy episode. So jolly. Well, I know that you also probably want to wrap up the episode today, so take it away, Samantha.
1: Ho, ho, ho! And we'll see you next week. Bye!
0: Bye, everyone.